handful of heroes had squared things away with those Germans, so that the Norwegians had won the war and could sing, Victory is ours, we won the war, victory is ours. Well, what was everyone else doing then, huh? We raise our hands when we want to ask a question, Nilly, Mrs. Strobe said sternly. Yes, I bet you do, Nilly said, but I don't see how that would result in answers that were any better. My method, Mrs. Strobe, is just to plunge right in, and... The tiny little red-haired and very freckled boy named Nilly raised a tiny little hand up in the air as if he were picking invisible apples. Boom! Grab hold of the conversation, hang on to it, keep it under my control, give wings to my words, and let them fly towards you. Mrs. Strobe bent her head and stared her eyes bulging over the tops of her glasses, which slipped yet another inch farther down her long nose. And, to her alarm, Lisa saw that Mrs. Strobe had raised her hand in preparation for one of her infamous desk slaps. The sound of the flesh on Mrs. Strobe's hand striking wood was terrifying. It was said that it had been known to make grown men sob and mothers cry for their mummies. Although, now that Lisa thought about it, Nilly was the one who had told her that, so she wasn't a hundred percent sure that it was a hundred percent true. What were the people who weren't heroes doing? Nilly repeated. Answer, my dear teacher, whose beauty is exceeded only by your wisdom. Answer, and let us drink from the font of your knowledge. Mrs. Strobe lowered her hand and sighed and Lisa thought she could see the corners of the woman's mouth twitching, despite all her strictness. Mrs. Strobe was not a lady given to overdoing smiling or any of the other sunnier facial expressions. The Norwegians who weren't heroes during the war, Mrs. Strobe began, they, uh, rooted. Rooted? Nilly asked. They rooted for the heroes and for the king who had escaped to London. So, they did nothing, Nilly said. It's not that simple, Mrs. Strobe replied. Not everyone can be a hero. Why not? Nilly asked. Why not what? Mrs. Strobe asked. Why can't everyone be a hero? Nilly asked, flipping his red hair, which, because of his stature, was only just slightly visible above the edge of his desk. In the silence that followed, Lisa could hear yelling and hiccuping from the classroom next door to theirs, and she knew it was the new crafts teacher, whose name was Gregory Galvanius, but whom they just called Mr. Hiccup, because he started hiccuping whenever he was feeling stressed out. Thrice! Gregory Galvanius screeched in a desperate falsetto. Hiccup! Trim! Hiccup! Lisa heard the mean laugh of Trulls and the almost equally mean laugh of his twin brother Trim, then footsteps running and a door being flung open. Not everyone has it in them to be heroes, Mrs. Strobe continued. Most people just want peace and quiet so they can go on about their business without being bothered too much by other people. By now, most of the class had stopped paying attention and were staring out of the windows instead because they could see Truls and Trim Thrain running around out there on the snow-covered playground. It was not a pretty sight, because Truls and Trim were two very fat children, 
and the thighs of their trousers rubbed together as they ran. But the person chasing them wasn't any more elegant. Mr. Hiccup was struggling along in the morning sunlight in a bent-over, knock-kneed trot, like a clumsy moose in fuzzy slippers. The reason he was struggling and bent over was that his desk chair appeared to have become stuck to the seat of Mr. Hiccup's trousers, and he was awkwardly lugging it around with him. Mrs. Strobe looked out of the window and sighed heavily. Nilly, I'm afraid some people quite simply are just very normal people without a speck of anything heroic in them. What's with that chair? Nilly asked softly. Looks like someone sewed it onto his trousers, Lisa said with a yawn, and, uh uh-oh, he's almost to the icy parts. The fuzzy slippers that belong to Gregory Galvanius, a.k.a.